Step back three on the way. And he's got another one. Jamal Murray. And they want to post up to Joker. They want to take advantage of this matchup. Don't we see that at least once a game from Jokic to someone? Outside Jokic for the lead. Have you been in these sessions before? I've said this like 10 times. And I'm not writing your article for you. Ask one of your colleagues. He's magnificent. It's winner go home. Three points. And Bobo, hey, hey I'll tell you, young fella, don't go chasing waterfalls right there. Yeah, thank you, whoever did this. What is going on, everyone? It is Anilo Piro of Mile High Sports back at it again with the latest installment of our Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope you guys enjoyed that little intro blurb there that I whipped up last week. So uh gonna get some audio as well to go with that with some uh with some other cool stuff. So um if you guys have been listening to the podcast since uh I got rocking and rolling back in December, I've told you that we were using the rest of two thousand and twenty as kind of a run up to two thousand and twenty one. And of course now that the new year is here, we're going to start implementing some of those new uh features that we have in stores. So got the new intro uh basically halfway done. I've got that uh all mixed down and whatnot. Now just gotta get some uh some things from the head honcho before we make it officially official. But that's gonna kinda be the intro music um here moving forward for the rest of the season. So Hope everybody is doing well. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. Should be a good podcast today. We have a couple of nice talking points lined up. Uh, some Jamal Murray audio as well, as he's kind of going to be the center point of this game, as is, uh, or of this podcast, excuse me, uh, as is the preview of tonight's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder from a betting perspective and also just some general chatter about what we're looking for in that game. So, again, guys, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP, and uh, I'll be tweeting and Instagramming and all that stuff on the uh, interweb. So, if you're really interested in the betting stuff as well, check out my work online, denversportsbetting.com. Uh, my guys, Ivan and Carter, whipped up a fan fantastic betting preview for this game as well so if you want some in-depth analysis uh, about this game from a betting perspective head over to deversportsbetting.com because that's exactly what i'm going to be referencing uh in this podcast today that's kind of my guide for this one when it when it comes down to me uh you know kind of betting this game or taking a look at this game from a betting perspective but uh should be a good one you know oklahoma city thunder coming to town so uh let's go ahead and dive right on into it guys but uh want to give a quick shout out to my high sports as well so be sure to check out all of our content over there rocky season getting a little bit closer so i know we're going to ramp up that coverage obviously the avalanche in full swing and uh the broncos never have an off season so check out all of our full catalog of work online guys at milehighsports.com without further ado let's go ahead and dive into this matchup between the denver nuggets and the oklahoma city thunder okay so this should be a really interesting game tonight i think that this is an opportunity for denver to to get really on the right track here once again and that loss to the jazz sucked you know uh, i was kind of kicking myself if you follow me on twitter uh, i gave out three picks for that game uh, on the mile high sports twitter feed and I was close to going 3-0 had I picked the Jazz, which was the team that I wanted to pick with my gut. But for some reason, I ended up going with the hometown Nuggets, and uh, they screwed me in that one. But the Nuggets now back down to 6-7 and seven on the season following that loss. Um, hold on. I think my levels are extremely high, so let me edit. Let me turn these down one second. There we go. That should be a little bit easier for everyone to bear. Um, 
But they're gonna they're back at home. You know they had a day off, and uh, now they're gonna face the Oklahoma City Thunder, a team that's uh, six and six. They're gonna be without Al Horford tonight, though. Um, and, and this is an interesting one, you know, because I think if you look at these two teams, you know, record wise, they're they're pretty much on par with each other. You know, they're they're hand in hand, they're flip flopping in the standings out there out west. Um, but clearly, the the expectations are are much higher for the Denver Nuggets than they are the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, Oklahoma City is definitely kind of in their rebuilding stage right now. Uh, you know, having traded away Paul George, uh, well, they, they did trade away Paul George, excuse me, I was thinking Chris Paul, though, um, with that thought. And, you know, like I said, they don't really have a signature player right now outside of Al Horford, who is not going to be playing in this game tonight. But, I mean, just taking a look here at the Western Conference standings in the NBA, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, if the season ends today, you know, they're the nine seeds. So they're not making the playoffs, but with a record of six and six, I think that's just kind of, you know, indicative of how things have kind of shaped up here early. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, another team that the Nuggets have lost to, they're struggling uh, with the same record as Denver at six and seven. Uh, and then, of course, you have the Nuggets at six and seven as well. So, um, you know, but I mean, you look at you you look at who Denver is aligned with in the division, you know, at this as the 11 seed right now, Denver. Um, and, you know, Dallas is probably the only quality opponent, you know, that has yet to kind of figure it out along with Denver. And quite frankly, you know, Denver is probably a step or two ahead of Dallas, just given their overall progression, you know, as a franchise, you know, over the last couple of years. But I mean, you know, the teams below Denver, you're looking at the New Orleans Pelicans, the Sacramento Kings, the Houston Rockets, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, not exactly the cream of the crop uh, of the Western Conference. So, um, you know, the Nuggets find themselves in a, in a real tough position because they're also just a couple of games out from being, you know, a seven or eight seed up there with Golden State, Grizzlies, who are seven and six. So um, I think that's what's so unfortunate is, you know, in the fact that the Nuggets weren't able to get this win against Utah. So, um, you know, but nonetheless, it's an opportunity here against Oklahoma City tonight. I think it's a game that Denver should win. Um, you know, I think, like I said, if if you continue to listen to these podcasts, you know, I, I'm kind of harping on the, the narrative of, Denver needing a signature win, Denver not having a signature win this season. And this would not be it tonight. You know, this is a game against an Oklahoma City Thunder team, like I said, with no Al Hartford who's out for personal reasons. They've got to win this game. You know, there's really no excuse to not win this game. And I understand, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is, is currently out with his COVID situation. But you have Nicole Jokic, you have Michael Porter, or you have um, Jamal Murray, um, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. But um, I just think that this is a game that, you know, the Nuggets should just win handily, given their talent advantage, their star power, uh, and all that stuff. So it'll be an interesting one. You know, I really think that the Nuggets need this one. And on the betting on the betting lines, we're seeing Denver open up here at the, as the nine-point favorite. So pretty heavy favorites for this one, which to me, this line doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, just because, you know, like when has Denver shown an ability to beat anybody by close to double digits this season? I mean, I sure as hell am not taking that. So we'll, we'll dive into the betting stuff here in a little bit. But I think, um, you know, what you want to try to see in this game tonight from the Nuggets is you want to just see them really just try to establish that bench continuity, man, because it, it can't be. And I was tweeting this out at Media by AP if you guys want to follow me. Um, you know, Denver cannot get into this hero ball style of play where Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray are going to carry the team. You know, they're going to put up 50, 60, you know, points between them and the rest of the team is going to basically contribute, you know, scraps, you know, outside of Jermichael Green, who's been a fantastic, fantastic free agent addition for the Denver Nuggets, the lone free agent addition that has really kind of paid off for the Denver Nuggets so far, or, you know, has been a solid, you know, you can kind of look at hindsight and say, you know, that was a solid move. So, um, it, it, it's an interesting situation, you know, Gary Harris, we need to see him, 
we need to see Gary Harris start to hit these corner threes. You know, I've been harping on that, you know, tune for a minute. Monte Morris has been balling out at the second unit. There's no real issue there. But, you know, outside of that, it's just, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's thin. You know, Will Barton's had his struggles. He hasn't necessarily been able to affirm himself as the starter, you know, with Michael Porter Jr. out, which I think is certainly a little disappointing. Um, so I think, you know, this is a nice opportunity for Denver against a team like Oklahoma City that is, you know, a little younger, growing, a little less experienced. You know, maybe you can try to fine-tune your, you know, your second unit, your third unit, getting some of these guys some of the run. And, you know, I'll take this, I'll take this in the direction of, you know, I think it was after the Golden State win. Um, when I think it was the Golden State win, um, when Bull Bull was starting, it was like that weird two game stretch when Bull Bull was a starter. And I asked Michael Malone after the game, you know, why why did you decide to go, you know, with Bull Bull as a starter? And he told me it's it's not necessarily all about skill set there. It's it's about the fact that he didn't want to disrupt their second unit because their second unit is already so new and fragile that. Trying to take a member of your second unit, you know, that isn't Will Barton and elevating them to the starting lineup is almost counterintuitive to your second unit because of their lack of practice time, the extremely short offseason, and just the overall roster turnover. Again, you know, I think that's where Utah kind of got the better of the Nuggets is their continuity was able to kind of shine through in that game. You know, the Nuggets are still learning how to play with each other for the most part in that second unit. So um, I just thought that was a really telling answer from Coach Michael Malone that he essentially said that, yes, I'm going to take somebody like Bull Bull, you know, and he's going to start over maybe a better option simply for the fact that I don't want to disrupt my, disrupt my rotations because those rotations players, you know, they haven't had enough time to hang with each other and, and gel together and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's just really kind of telling as to, you know, just how hard it's been for this new Nuggets team to kind of mesh together. You know, obviously Compazzo, Hartenstein, uh, you know, Bobo having an increased role to a degree, uh, PJ Dozier having an increased role, no Jeremy Grant. You know, these are huge character dynamics in the locker room that have shifted as well as chemistry uh, on the court that is now kind of lacking. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting, but the, I, I can't confirm the Nuggets did practice yesterday. I was uh, I was made aware through the email and I was on the media call as well. So uh, Denver was able to get a little practice session in yesterday. And, and also on that note, uh, Malone kind of reiterated how Denver was he's had to cancel shoot arounds, you know, minutes beforehand, you know, ahead of games. So, I mean, you're talking no practice on top of no shoot around. It's tough to establish any sort of continuity when you're only, you know, really playing with each other in, in live action game minutes when it really matters. So uh, we'll have to see how this all plays out. But like I said, Denver did practice yesterday, uh, Monday. So we'll have to see if that has any positive residual effect in this game tonight against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. But I think you're looking at this one as, you know, you hope you can get out to an early lead, a, a rather large lead, a substantial lead, so you can get some of these starters out and give your, you know, your second and maybe even some of your third rotation players some quality minutes, you know, and try to pad a lead and, and allow yourself to give the starters a night off and kind of catch their breath, you know, specifically somebody like Jamal Murray. So it, it's going to be... Should be a good one. You know, I, I just think that the Nuggets are by far the better team here. They they should win, and hopefully that they, you know, you got you to put your best foot forward. You know, if it's a close game, Jokic and Murray, you know, you got to get in there. But in a perfect world, you know, if those guys can kind of go out there, sit their dominance, and take advantage, especially on the glass, you know, with no Al Horford, you know, maybe you can get some of these guys in the second unit, um, some extra run, a couple extra minutes here and there, and that can pay dividends for the Nuggets team here overall. So, yeah, that's kind of my two cents on the game here tonight between the Denver Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, now let's go ahead and put our money where our mouth is and take a look at this game from a betting perspective. 
And I'm going to pull up my old trusty Action Network app and see if the line. Wow. So this is even better for me. Um, <laughs> we saw the Denver Nuggets open up as the nine point favorite uh, last night. And now we're seeing that's been bet up to Denver minus 10. So Denver laying 10, meaning you can get Oklahoma City as plus 10 uh, as the underdog. And it seems like right now, according to the Action Network, public pretty split. 52% of the bets heading towards Denver against a spread, meaning 48% heading towards Oklahoma City. So rather split down the middle there. Uh, and we have a point total. It has not moved there. Set at 220.5. Public slightly, I don't know, pretty significantly backing the over with 68% of the bets heading that way. So ugh, li- listen, I said this in my preview video for MyLineSports.com. So go to my social media, at Media by AP. Go to MyLineSports, Twitter, at MyLineSports. And you'll check out this little two-minute betting preview that I did there as well. Um, to me, it comes down to, do you truly think the Denver Nuggets can beat anybody? by? T- do you think, I mean, yes, they can. Do you think the Nuggets have a realistic chance to beat anybody by double digits right now? Because it's at 10. I'm willing to bet that they don't. Do I think the Nuggets will win this game? Absolutely. But the Nuggets just haven't put it, they haven't really shown me an ability to blow teams out here so far this season. Let me take a look. I feel like they've had... Maybe against Sacramento, one of those early games in the season. Let me look at their schedule real quick. What's their largest margin of victory? Because if they've won by double digits, it's damn near, it's only been once. All right, they beat Houston 124-111. They beat Minnesota, that's the big one, uh, 124-109. But, they, I mean, they're still giving it up, you know, triple digits, 109 to Minnesota. Um, let's see. They beat Philadelphia 115-103, a banged-up Philadelphia 76ers team, and the Knicks they crushed. Wow, okay, so they have a, they have a few nice quality wins, um, you know, against some opponents like this. But just seeing that big of a number, you know, just especially with the way that this team is playing, I don't know. I, I just feel like this game might be a lower-scoring one. Uh, would I be surprised if the Nuggets cover this spread? Absolutely not. I, I kind of want them to. I, I said that in my preview. You know, I think, you know, for everybody's sake, I think we all want to see the Denver Nuggets thrive and we want to see them blow a team out and, and get back on track and, you know, really put their best foot forward and, you know, do the damn thing. But I just don't feel like they're there right now. Like just Jamal Murray's banged up and we're going to talk about that here after this. And Nicole Jokic can't do it all, you know, so unless Gary Harris is going to just awaken, you know, with no Michael Porter Jr. I don't I don't see Will Barton going off. I don't see Dozier going off. You know, maybe Jermichael Green, you know, hits a couple extra threes. But I don't think that this team from one game to the next is necessarily all that better. And Oklahoma City, you know, although Al Horford is out, you know, a respectable six and six on the season. So I'm not going to downplay that at all. And I'm, I'm comfortable taking Oklahoma City against the spread tonight. I'll take the points here. Uh, it's just I, I don't really trust the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets will probably get up by 10, 15, 20 points uh, uh, numerous times throughout this game. Um, but I just don't see them maintaining that, especially in the fourth quarter. I, I just, you know, hopefully I'm wrong. Like I said, I would not be opposed to the Nuggets blowing them out tonight. I think that would be a, a great thing for this team, especially heading in to the weekend when they've got two tough games against the Phoenix Suns on back-to-back days. So um, that'll be an interesting task for them as well. But let, let's take a look at this one, guys, uh, with the over-under set at 220.5. So I'm going to go with, uh, just to recap, I'll definitely take the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight against the spread, the plus 10. Um, I said plus 9.5, I think, in the video. So plus 9.5, plus 10. Uh, that's the pick for tonight against the spread. And uh, I'll go ahead and rock with the under 220.5 in this one. I think that the Nuggets' secondary unit is going to continue to struggle. Um, you know, like pretty much everything I laid out as to the dream scenario for the Nuggets, right? You know, of 
getting up big and getting your second and third unit, you know, some extra run. I, I don't think that's happening. I think that Denver's going to kind of stay, stay, stay the course here. I think it's going to be a rather close game. Uh, you know, like I said, I think Denver maybe goes up big in the second, third, maybe early in the fourth quarter, but would not be surprised if Oklahoma City finds a way to put the clamps on late and uh, keep it close. So let's take a look here at some betting trends, courtesy of my guys over at denversportsbetting.com. If you're interested in local sports from a betting perspective, check us out online, denversportsbetting.com, guys. We uh, cover all the local teams from a betting perspective, previews, videos, analysis, all that good stuff online, denversportsbetting.com. But uh, let's take a look here from the preview that they got out over there, uh, some betting trends and whatnot. Oklahoma City is 5-0 and in the Thunder's last five road games versus a team with a losing home record, so that's a little bit of a trend there. Nuggets are 0-3-1 against the spread in their last four home games versus a team with a winning, with a winning road percentage of greater than 600. Over is 9-1 and in the Nuggets' last 10 games played playing on Wednesday's rest. And the Thunder are 0-5 against the spread in their last five meetings in Denver. So a little food for thought, for thought there. So um, we'll have to see how this one plays out, guys. But, yeah, I'll go ahead and rock with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder against the spread, and we'll go under 220.5. So the under was kind to me uh, the last game, and hopefully it'll be kind to me here again right around the same number. So we will have to see. But uh, tip-off tonight, 7 p.m., coming up from the ball arena. It should be a good one. But let's go ahead now and transition into some conversation about Jamal Murray and the status of the Blue Arrow. Uh, we'll get some audio in here from his post-game press conference following the Nuggets' loss to the uh, Utah Jazz and kind of let you hear for himself what he has to say about what he's dealing with. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into this conversation about Jamal Murray and the Blue Arrow. So Jamal has not looked like himself. I think that there's no secret in saying that. He has struggled so far this season. He's looked gassed. He's looked exhausted. He's looked banged up. Uh, he has just not looked like himself, you know, really at all this season. I know in the game against Utah, he went off, I think, 24 points in the first half, but I think he only scored like four or six points in the second half. Um, and, and there was a couple instances throughout that second half, and we've seen it, you know, at a couple times here throughout the season where Murray just looks to be in pain, specifically right around his shooting elbow. Um, and so we were kind of just uh, in the post game interview. I forget. I think it was Mike Singer of the Denver Post is the one who asked the question. But uh, and you're going to hear that here coming up in a little bit with the uh, post game audio. But Murray kind of goes on to explain you know, just what he's dealing with. And if you want to go, if you want to follow me on Twitter at media by AP, I put out a series of tweets with some quotes from Jamal, uh, about that, about the series of events, you know, kind of involved involving his elbow. Uh, and he basically said that it's a bruise that keeps on recurring. He feels it when he shoots to when he extends to shoot the ball. And he says, quote, it's one of those things where I try to block it out or try not to re aggravate it. Uh, so you'll hear that coming up here from Jamal Murray, but that's the talking point because if you have an injury, it's like baseball. You know, if your elbow is hurting every time you're throwing a pitch, you know, that's not good. Or every time you swing the bat, you got to take a couple of days off and go sit on the DL, right? You know, you take four or five games off, you sit on the disabled list for a little bit, and, uh, you know, then you come back and hopefully you're healthy. And I know there is no disabled list in the NBA, but, and Jamal Murray's as tough as they come. But I mean, if you're dealing with an injury that is truly inhibiting your ability to, you know, shoot at the highest you know at, a, at an NBA caliber level you know I think you got to seriously consider taking a couple nights off you know at least and you know I, I know that the Nuggets have a couple of tough games coming up and they're not even at 500 right now but what good is it throwing Jamal Murray out there if he's playing hurt and he's you know having a fight through pain every time he shoots the ball why not just give him a couple nights off let him get back to fully healthy I mean it's not like you've been winning with him 
So I think if you're Denver, I, you know, you really have to consider maybe giving him a couple games off. You know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to accept that. But, you know, if he's truly dealing with an elbow injury or a bruise or whatever is going on, you know, as he explained, you know, I, I wouldn't want to, you know, it's, it's just not a recipe for success to play through pain like that. You know, if it's, a, if it's an ankle, you know, something that maybe just inhibits your speed or your agility, you know, I can understand that. But, you know, the fundamental aspect of the game of basketball is to be able to score. And, you know, if there is an if there is an injury that is preventing you from scoring, you know, at the rate in which you normally are, I think you got to seriously consider taking a couple nights off and, uh, you know, taking a step back and, you know, for the betterment of yourself and the betterment of the team. So, I, and like I said, I know he put up, what, 26, 28 points in the game against Utah. But, um, you know, he, he said, you know, I don't play for individual stats. You know, I play for wins. And if that's the case, too, you know, maybe it's best for you to take a step back for, you know, a week. Uh, you know, we've seen once Michael Porter Jr. comes back, maybe that's what they're waiting for. You know, maybe because maybe Nicole Jokic versus the world is, I mean, I know that's what we're already seeing, but he needs some help, you know. <laughs> so maybe they're waiting for Michael Porter Jr. to get back, uh, which should hopefully be here in the near future. Uh, hopefully not at the end of this week, if not early next week, hopefully. Um so I don't know. So let, let's go ahead and listen to this post game audio from Jamal Murray following Denver's loss to the Utah Jazz. Just uh, want you guys to hear the tone in his voice, and uh, let me know if uh, you got any questions. If you got any thoughts, again, social media at Media by AP. Give me a follow. My DMs are open. So here's Jamal Murray following the loss against the Utah Jazz, where he talks about the uh, elbow injury and the overall status of the team and himself. We'll go to KD Wingy. Hey, Mal, what is it about this matchup for you in particular that you like that consistently leads to success for you? You, like, constantly put up big numbers against the Jazz. Yeah, but we lost. No, I got I got 50. If we lose, there's no point in having 50. So, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't play for individual stats. You know, I play to win, and sometimes I'm the one – <clears throat> trying to sacrifice and move the ball and get other guys involved. And I don't take some shots. Sometimes I pass down some open looks and uh, tonight wasn't one of those nights, but I mean, either way uh, we lost. So it's tough. We had, uh, we had nine turnovers or 10 turnovers, one of the two. And I mean, we, we did a pretty good job. It's just, they shot really well. And uh, shot like what, 43% from three, um, something like that. So, it's tough. We'll go back to Mike Singer. Hey, Jamal, you spoke on it a little bit yesterday. Uh, saw you working on your elbow and kind of stretching it out in that first half. What effect is that having on your shooting? Or at least tonight, what effect did it have? Um, I mean, it's just, it's, one of those, it's just one of those nagging injuries that, you know, it's not like it's as big as an ankle sprain or as big as, you know, something like that, but it's just – the placement is is right on my shooting arm, shooting elbow. Um, and every game I seem to fall on it or get hit or get bumped or just tweak it the wrong way. And it's just a, a bruise that keeps reoccurring. It's a bruise in the spot where every time I extend, every time I fully extend, I feel it. So sometimes I extend and it hurts and it's short or I overextend trying to get through it and it's long. It's just one of those things where I'm trying to um, just block it out and um, not re-aggravate it. So it's tough, but um, it didn't affect me too much tonight. I did bump it, but... I'll be all right. righty. So there is the blue arrow, Jamal Murray, on his elbow injury, the loss against the Utah Jazz. Just a couple of excerpts there, a couple of questions from Katie Wingy and Mike Singer, respectively there. And I think, you know, some insightful answers from Jamal. And listen, I, I know I've kind of thrown out his name there in trade talks, and that's just because I'm just, you know, 
I don't really care. You know, I'm just a media guy. Just I want the team to do well. So, of course, I'm going to just naturally try to explore every option. But, you know, you can't question Jamal Murray's mentality. And his – I just love the answer. You know, he's just not a selfish player. And I guess in, an, in a day and age where we saw James Harden kind of just do what he just did uh, to get out of Houston, it's just refreshing to hear somebody like Jamal, you know, despite everything that's happening around the team, for him to just – continue to you know say you know it doesn't matter if I score 50 25 whatever you know all he wants to do is win so from a leadership perspective and a mentality standpoint Jamal Murray is the guy uh, it's just unfortunate that that hasn't been translating to the basketball court so far this season but uh, yeah I think you know he kind of talked about how you know it's a minor injury there with the elbow he thinks he'll be fine all that good stuff and you know he says it's less significant than, a, than an ankle sprain and whatnot but again I'll go back to the theme of you know an ankle sprain inhibits your agility and your ability to move around the court you know, but an elbow injury, something that's inhibiting your ability to shoot the basketball, you know, that's critical where the core component of the game is to score. And, and you know, you're a guard who, you know, is relied on to score, you know, amongst the uh, amongst the front court. So or the back court, excuse me. So um, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how this kind of keeps up. If it really is just kind of like this nagging little lingering thing. Uh, you know, hopefully he's able to kind of fight through it. But, you know, if this kind of keeps up and he continues to really bug him, you know, you're going to want to keep an eye on this because I think once Michael Porter Jr. comes back, I don't I don't see the harm in sitting Jamal Murray for a couple of games. You know, if it means that he can rest that elbow and get close as close to 100 percent as possible, because that's exactly what the Denver Nuggets need at this point in time. So, um, you know, should Denver sit Jamal Murray? I, I, I don't know. You know, I think that at this moment in time, I, I don't think you can do that with Michael Porter Jr. out, especially if he's you know, able to fight through this and, and still put up 20 plus, um, you know, but when MPJ comes back, if this is, uh, uh, you know, if Malone and Tim Conley and the boys, you know, have a serious sit down with Jamal and this is something that is really bothering him, I think you absolutely consider giving him a couple of nights off, you know, nothing significant, um, you know, but give him a couple of nights off, let him rest, you know, again, they had the extremely short off season, let him catch his breath and have him come back as close to 100% as possible. I mean, do you want a pitcher out there, you know, who's pitching with a bum elbow? No. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how this plays out, but, uh, looks like he's going to play tonight. You know, again, I think I'm the only one who's kind of thrown this narrative out there. You know, it's clearly that it's bugging him, but I, I think that, you know, if it's something that's going to affect your shooting, you should seriously consider taking a step back for a couple of games, but you know, who am I? <laughs> so we'll have to see how that plays out, but um, that's going to do it for me, folks. want to thank you guys so, so much for listening to the latest installment of our Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Again, we got the preview of the game tonight against Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, made my betting picks for the game and, of course, rounding out with this conversation about Jamal Murray. So be sure to like, rate, and subscribe this pod wherever you're listening to on MileHighSports.com, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. I'll be back later in the week with some more Nuggets chatter. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter, guys. But that is going to do it for me, folks. I'll be down at the game tonight to follow me on those social media channels if you want to stay updated. But uh, yeah, I'll be back later in the week with some more content. But uh, until then, we'll see how this one plays out and we'll be back and we'll talk, uh, we'll recap it and then we'll talk Nuggets sons later in the week but we'll talk to you guys later have a good day and we'll see how it goes